Hello guys. So, these are the kind of conversations that I really like. I really enjoy. Tukani and I had nothing prepared. The first about 40 minutes of the podcast, it's just us having a conversation. And it's just he's an intelligent guy who really helped carry the conversation ahead and the conversation was just in a state of flow, which is what makes it beautiful. And I would definitely urge every one of you to listen to it but if you want to get into the heart of the conversation based on a topic that we have today which is sustainability we get into that 40 minutes into the podcast that's all enjoy boom hello tokani hello thank you so much for doing this my friend pleasure it's a pleasure having a great mind like yours here wow wow <laughs> thanks for having me rahul <laughs> okay so uh dude i how do you wake up At eight a.m. every day. Actually, eight a.m. is not too bad. You sleep pretty early. You sleep at ten. No, you used to sleep at ten. Yes. So I've had a journey with this. <laughs> But this year at Bath has taught me a lot. You know, walking, walking with people, how to be a better friend, go on dates better. Particularly, <laughs> how to have a good sleeping schedule. Okay. Yeah. So what time do you sleep now? Twelve. So before you sleep at ten, you used to wake up at six. Yes. Now you sleep at 12, wake up at 8. Yes. And same productivity? Yes. Uh, But it's not that straightforward. It's, <laughs> it's a long and winding road. I feel so shit, man. Because like, um, I wake up usually by like, what, 9, 9.30, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I sleep at like 1.32. I wake up at 9, 9.30. And I get to work by what? Always by 11.30 or 12 or something. And by that time, I'm hungry. And then I have to eat. And after eating something heavy... I feel sleepy. Yeah. So you can't get any work done. And yeah. then you go on social media and then friends <laughs> come around and then you're hungry again so you get some more food. Yeah. Yeah. In the cycle. The next day just happens. And then one week has passed and you haven't done things you're supposed to have done. So how do I fix this my friend? Well, I I'm no guru so I don't have the answers. And this is one thing I believe after spending at least the last five years of my life taking a lot of advice from the internet is there's no universal advice hardly ever different things work for different people so you know the old saying the ancient world quoted saying know thyself <laughs> you know really know yourself know what works for you just go with what like your heart says and go with what works with you yes and are you asking me okay so this is what i could try and this was my journey to know myself would you like to hear that Definitely. Okay. So last semester I came into Bath and I it was like I fell into a, a pool. <laughs> and then the pool became a river and an ocean and you know at some point I was drowning. So this semester I told myself there are certain things I would do to make sure I didn't drown. And one of those things was work on my sleeping. A lot of popular advice would tell you go to bed around the same time every day and wake up around the same time every day. Do you do that? Sort of, yes. Okay. It's it's a similar pattern as like yeah, it's usually uh, the days I work out definitely mm-hmm. like one thirty two, and always like I am usually I I do one thing I do not touch my bed until the very end of the day. Oh. Uh, I do not sit on anything like comfortable like that. I sit on chair usually, and I work out. I don't like eh, at the end of the day at twelve when I'm done brushing, and I just sit on the bed then. Then it I'm very comfortable like. Takes me an hour to fall asleep because I always watch something. I put all my night uh, like creams and whatever oil or whatever. I just do that while watching. Documentary. Not documentary. I watch a lot of wrestling <laughs> news oh. and stuff. 
basically stuff on YouTube, whatever comes. Yeah. Uh, and then I fall asleep. I end up falling asleep by one thirty ish too. Yeah. Okay. I like that kind of a routine. Oh yeah. Yeah. In that case, if it works for you, keep doing it. Because I used to do that. You know, I used to make myself fall asleep by watching things, and I learned the hard way that two things would happen. Either I would have an unsatisfied amount of sleep for some reason whatsoever, or I'd go to bed too late eventually. So even though I watched something to try to go to bed, it didn't work for me. So instead, now when I can't go to bed, I read myself to bed. So I have a night lamp next to me, and I read. And at some point, I'll doze off. Reading? Yeah. My oh. only problem, and this bothers me a lot, is I go to bed with the light on. And it's, I, I've been trying to find a lamp that goes off after me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to work on that. So if any listeners have an idea for a time <laughs> automated lamp, hit me up. Serious. So I read myself to bed. And okay. even though I say I go to bed around 12 every day, it doesn't always happen that way. So there are two things I've learned. Number one, an hour before I want to go to bed, I stop looking at screens. I put off my laptop. I stop looking at my phone. I might play a little music or just do it, some things on my phone. But I try to do it in dark mode. And to make sure that the screen brightness isn't so um, bright. Because it has been proven that if you look at screens before you go to bed, it messes up your sleep. Yeah, I am. I've read that. Yeah. Still don't stop. Yeah, I mean, even though it's... So the books I read are not books on screens. I make sure I get books, like physical books, and read them. And from 11 p.m., I just stop. Even though I have work to do and I'm drowning in work, I, I just tell myself, I can do this tomorrow. Because if I keep doing this now, it'll mess up my schedule tomorrow and I won't be so productive. There's only so much you can do in a day. Hmm. Except I have a lot to do and I have to do it that night. If not, I just stop at 11. I try to. Sometimes I still fail. But I try to stop by 11 then between 11 and 12 i fold clothes or make my bed or talk to a friend talk to my flatmate you know do something that doesn't involve technology i wash my face brush my teeth then 12 i try to go to bed but i, do, I don't think i usually fall asleep until after 12 30 because by 8 a.m i have to be awake so i need to go to bed before 1 a.m at least you understand yeah definitely um, and the advice is try to get seven hours of sleep full stop Seven hours, yeah. It it yeah. Seven hours is usually for everyone. Do you know who? Do you know like? But like so many people, like so many entrepreneurs, Elon Musk, Donald Trump. Do you know Vince McMahon? They sleep for like three hours. Yeah, and I wish them the best in life, <laughs> whatever kind of life they want to have. <laughs> but it depends. I mean, that's why I said know thyself. What kind of life do you want to have? What works for you? What can you do? What can't you do? I mean, no, usually like you are used to sleep for like four to five hours every single night. Okay. In Mumbai. Um, and uh, this was during, like, college time and stuff. Like, when we were, like, younger. Ah, used, to go, used to go partying. Yeah. <laughs> used to go partying and stuff. So, like, you have to come home late at night and wake up early. And used to always end up doing that. And now, it's just, it doesn't happen now. I never had 22, man. What the fuck? Yeah, your, body, your body has just changed in a few years. Yeah. Without any notice. Like, uh, see, I blame also, like, just the pe- little period before coming to Bath. Mm-hmm. It was like, there was, like, a three-month period, okay? Where, I'm very disappointed saying this, I did not do much. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, now we got in, uh, now everything is done. Now just wait until we go there, because there, a new part of life will start. Oh. So, not so much productivity, and that's why, like, sleeping more. Oh. And now, and now, like, now I need, like, seven, eight hours. 
I get like seven hours basically. I can like, I can still survive in five six definitely because I have a lot of energy. I can survive like I can even go to the gym and survive properly at night and everything. But um, a good a good night's sleep is like seven eight hours, which I feel very disappointed. I don't know why I don't like. It. So when you sleep for seven hours, you you feel bad at yourself. No, uh, like if 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 the, like if there's like something work to do tomorrow and I sleep extra eight, like eight or nine seven hours is actually fine. That's okay. a bit harsh. Eight nine, then I'm like ah disappointed. Hmm. But are you disappointed because of the sleep or because you have other things to do? I don't know. I think other things to do. Half and half, both of them. No, I, yeah, ha- maybe half, but I think more or less other things to do. Other things to do. I mean, I just keep saying know yourself because if I keep saying things that work for me, they won't actually work for you. Like yeah. During exams, okay, mm-hmm. my father is always against this, but <laughs> it's always worked for me. I was a shit student before, mm-hmm. but I... I Every exam during like few five few days before an exam, it's always all nighters. Oh. Only study at from eleven or twelve to five a.m. And then what do you do during the day? Uh, I don't study because there are too many distractions for me. Okay. Uh, it's like the noise outside. I have dyslexia and ADD, ADHD, dysgraphia, oh, okay. a lot of that stuff. So a lot of distractions, but I don't want to blame that. I, mm-hmm. It's definitely on me as well. Afternoon, there's no studies happening. Evening, I try very little. Like as soon as the night approaches more and more, I like can study more and more. Twelve to five is a good, is a good zen period for me. I don't know why. Like twelve, like around till two. I take an hour break or so in the middle, an hour and a half maybe a break in the middle, and but somehow I can come back. So that's an example. That's when I'm most productive. I don't know if I should adapt this that lifestyle mm-hmm. to all the work I do. It's just very risky because like then. Uh, like going going to gym also will be later uh, oh. and all but I, I'm I'm sure that if I work from 12 to 5 I'll get a good amount of work done work done definitely more than now but it's just like the lifestyle is very risky because like breakfast late lunch late dinner late and I have like four meals a day so as you should heavy man like you yeah, I'm not heavy <laughs> I'm not he- listeners Six- he is heavy I am 68 <laughs> kgs <laughs> 67 really Sixty-seven, yeah. Cause I'm seventy something, and you look at okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but and th- this is a rival. I keep saying, know yourself and know the kind of life you want. So if that's the kind of life that works for you and you want it, then do it. You seriously think if I, like, just work from twelve to five, I do all that, whatever, it is better. So this is one thing I know. I'll, I'll give my own example. So I, I can't say what's good for you or not, but this is my example. I know. I'm most productive in the evenings and it doesn't happen automatically. I need to have worked for two, three, four, five hours and then it kicks in. It's like riding a bike. I can't just shoot off. I start slowly and then next thing you know, I'm walking for an hour and I can't stop. And if somebody stops me, I can explode. (laughs) So, and I can't walk overnight unless I've been walking for some hours and I have to keep doing some work. Then I'll just continue. Is that my phone is always switched off? Yes. Can I call you? Yes. Okay. My phone, if you call me after 11 or send messages, I won't even look at them. I don't look at my email until one time in the day. There are a lot of things I won't reply until I put them in blocks because I, my mind is very scattered sometimes and I forget things easily. So if I stop work at every second to reply messages, unless they're very important, then it will happen. I mean, it's just a bit, I, I bothered about it and I apologize to people when it's a problem. Before, I used to put my phone on Do Not Disturb all the time, but now I put it off, and I just find other ways to reduce notifications. But generally, this is what works for me, and 
especially now that I'm working into paid employment, well, I'll have nine to five hours. You understand? I'll have to paid work employment. for... Yeah, like a job. You Did you get one? Oh, I'm trying to get one. Okay, so I can go on. And I do think I'll get one. And even if I don't end up in paid employment in the following years, at least this is what works for me and this is what I want to do, you know, work during the day. So I've just tried to organize my life in a way I can do that. So for you, for instance, considering the fact that you probably are more productive at midnight, I mean, have you considered getting a job in the future that will help you work at night? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not a bouncer or something ridiculous. But, you know, you know what you want to do and you could have a remote job. You know, we have this idea in a way. I don't know if you felt that coming from India, but in Nigeria, it's like your life is in a path and you, you're born, then you go to some years of school, then university, then you get your first job, then you work in the morning, you come back at night and watch TV and eat, go to bed, rewind in a few years, you get married, then you get old, then you have children. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't think life works that way or has to work that way. You know, you decide what kind of life do I want and you paint it for yourself. Uh, only job I can think of that requires me to work midnight is ones where I am, like, it's my, it's not, I'm not in a job, but I am the boss. Yeah. It's my company or something like that because like editing or like uh, other social media and stuff like that, which doesn't require me to like uh, have uh, communication with other people because any other normal person, they won't be working or thought of working at all. So hmm. that, yeah, I, I agree with you know yourself, but it's very confusing as to how to get that stuff back, uh, like that productive level back and just like how do you manage to do it every single time? Well, you mean the productivity you had when you were younger? Uh, but yeah, maybe your productive level, I would say, not mine. Oh, okay. Uh, mine, you know, oh, mine. So... Well, okay, there's one thing I've learned, and I think I've always known this, but okay, I'll say two things then, especially this year so far. Two things I've learned is number one, sometimes you need to get some things done, and whether you feel like doing them or not, you just have to do them. Forget about your feelings and just get the work done. Like if you sit down, maybe this might not work for you, but if I sit down with something long enough and I'm comfortable, I have eaten. So this is one thing I try to do. If I want to do some work, I will eat first. So I don't start and my stomach is like, mm, then I have to stop a good moment. So I would check my messages, check my calls, then put everything off. So after eating half yeah. an hour, you just... No, I eat and walk. It's, it's interesting what? the way my body works. So my body works really well when I'm eating and working at the same time. So by the time I've stopped working, I just keep walking. I just push the plate aside and keep walking. Oh, but then I don't eat to people sometimes, or many times, so I can afford to do that. If I had somebody I ate with, or had a group of friends I ate with, that wouldn't happen. So it's also about the kind of life you want. Then there's the fact, there's a second thing I learned. If I just read this quote yesterday, but I've heard it before and so many times. Warren Buffett. You know Warren Buffett, of course. Yes. Yeah. So he said the difference between successful people and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. You only have so many hours a day in life. There's only so much you can do. Even if you... I'll give another example. Even if you want to be a playboy, there's only so many out of women you can be with at some point. And it's the same with life for 24 hours a day. There's only so much you can do. So find what you really want to do and focus. And even though it's hard, forget about everything else. Like yesterday, I had an application to submit and I had a lot of other things to do. But I just said today, I'll finish my application and one other thing. And I did those two things. And the day went... And everything else I forgot. No friends, no going out, no doing anything else. Just focus. 
and do things when you have to do them. But then still know thyself. What are you thinking? <laughs> no, I'm thinking um like uh you yeah, usually you do say a lot no to a lot of things. And I like you are you happy like this? Like constantly working and no. No, I'm not. Why? I have my good days and bad days and you know, I, I think, you know, life is a balancing act in some ways. You try to balance physical, you know, your body, health, nutrition, social and emotional, friends, doing things that make you happy, seeing a movie, you know, going out, taking a walk, playing instruments, whatever makes you happy, your personal side. And I try to find a balancing act, you know, I try to recharge my batteries and then when they are full, I just put it aside. It's like, this sounds very... It might sound very bothersome to some people, but let's say I, I feel emotionally low. I could go out and spend time with some friends for a day, maybe a couple of hours, and then I'm recharged, and then I just, and then walk until I'm discharged again. I don't think that's the right word. Until my battery gets low emotionally, then I go back and, you, you can feel it coming. You know, it's like when your car needs some gas. You don't wait until your car is about to die. So if I think I've worked too much and other parts of my life are suffering, I'll stop before I get to my emotional gas or mental or nutritional gas gets low and then I'll refill them, then go back to work. But no, I just don't I don't just walk, walk, walk. It's it's almost a sure way to die. You know, like Tokani, like what I've noticed from you, like you obviously enjoy working a lot, which is very admirable, but um the social aspect of it, uh of like it it's a little missing because there are like if you've read ancient Hindu manuscripts or any manuscript actually, they said there are four ways to live a um, mm-hmm. life of pleasure. It's happy, sorry, not pleasure, happiness. It's health, yeah. then wealth, then comes uh, friendship, I think, and then is happiness. So <coughs> usually you start the day off like, let's say health. That means exercise or whatever. Like at any point of the day you have exercise, that's perfect. Like an hour, an hour and a half, you exert your body because that's what our cavemen did. So everyone before us did and our body needs exercise to be healthy yeah which includes your mental health as well um health then as well then you work then that's what you do you work uh and which is like in your case that's fine i don't have to give you any information on that you work your wealth you increase it and you are happy then after that after all of this is done at night it's friends and family mm. then you i'm not saying like wealth and money and stuff is more important than family but i'm just saying for yourself, your and your own capabilities, work is important. Then comes you socialize with your friends, with your family, and then at then comes the last stage, which is the happiness. Then you reach that point. It's not. I'm not bullshitting here because no. this is said by ancient like Hindu manuscripts. And, and I agree. And you definitely agree. In your case, I don't know about. Um, I don't know what you do with exercise. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. And in terms of friends and families. Usually, a little introverted. Are you? A bit. Yeah. Course. Yeah, and like that's why, like, and I answer this question. Even though you're working, because usually working is awesome. Every almost everyone always has the, like, everyone has the friends and family aspect. They usually like maybe a lot of people now to have the health aspect, but the work aspect is missing, and that's why happiness is missing. In your case, the work is there, but like I don't know about health, but like. The other aspects are missing. Yeah. And that's why you, when I asked you this question, you were like, even though you're working so much, I'm, I'm not happy. And yet you keep it going. At this point, between now and September, and I have to be honest, after September, I have things to do. 
and they require a lot of hours of work. Mm. To be fair, you're right, you know, I should certainly have more time with friends. Ah, it's a bit complicated. But Why? <laughs> I think I have to write this down to make sense of it. But the best way I can put it is, I understand that socially I should do more. Not extremely, like just... Yeah, you just, know. Like, you know, towards the end of the day, you hang out with the people you love. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You look care about. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I could just say I agree and let it go. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll give an example. So on Monday, I woke up and I... On Monday, I woke up and I was trying to do some work. And I, I think I worked till about four. And I had something to submit the next day. Of eight to four. Well, not eight to four, but I, I played around it then. I okay. ate. Usually yeah, I when understand. I wake up, I eat then by but 9.30, 10. My body is ready to work. But on Monday, I just couldn't work. So I stopped everything. I hung out with a friend, then hung out with friends. And eventually, I just went to see a movie. And I didn't go to bed until... 2 a.m. But the next day I woke up on smack. I did a lot of work. Or at least I did as much work as I could. So I agree. Sometimes when I've done so much work and my body can't take it anymore, it just does me and I stop. I think the problem I do is that I, instead of pre- proactively getting social nourishment or, you know, having the friends part, I wait until I'm almost empty and then I get some. Yeah, that's how it should happen. And, you know, like... um. Like Jeff Bezos, um, he wakes up and when he goes, he obviously like breakfast, whatever, etc. Work out. Oh, he's fit as fuck though. But yeah, work nah. out. Yes, he is. Really Both for daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes yeah. and uh, he said that his most important meetings and most one work which requires him to channel his brain the most. He does that first in the morning because that's when your brain is the most active. Mm. Always first in the morning and gets over it. A few hours later, then he goes on to lesser important works and gradually he's done by six seven o'clock and he he is the richest man in the world and he go goes home by dinner time and yeah. chills, chills with his family I think now they're divorced but i don't know what else does he do but like <laughs> and he always uh, makes it a point at night to uh, do the dishes oh. i don't know why always does that and or something or a mindless task basically he says it's good oh. for creativity and gets your brain flowing uh <laughs> which is yeah which is quite interesting like whatever he does like a mindless task any of any sort and that gets his brain flowing of like on its own. He doesn't like like make sure he has to think about something. It just like that's why he said it's very helpful. And yeah, and like you see, like he always got the health, wealth, and then like he chills with friends or family, or whatever. Even even Warren Buffett does that. He you you think that he has a grueling schedule, but he does not. Yeah, he just does a lot of reading, which he enjoys yes. a lot. Everything is work is only reading, basically. Yeah, just sit down and read for yeah. hours. And like he wakes up, he goes to McDonald's with his wife. Like his wife like, gives him coupons for McDonald's. You've watched the documentary HBO. Uh, I've not seen the documentary. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, I, I've just like I've seen every like whatever of of it, and that's how. And like he like they are like the richest people in the world. Yeah, but they do not. Um, it's not like it's not grueling. And you ask them about work. They they are happy and they are they have made enough money to retire ten times over, yet they are working. Cause they love the work. They, they love do. it. That's what I'm saying. You, mm-hmm. you love your work, uh, but yet you are unhappy in some sense. Rahul, do you remember the first time we met? The yes. day we met, and then you asked me what I want to do when I grow up. I was just going to mention that. Yeah, yeah. And what did I say? <laughs> okay, yeah, guys. So who are listening? Tokani is one of the most different people I have met. 
uh, the first time I met him. And I'm a genuinely curious person. That was how this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but very yeah, interesting. I always ask people, so what, like, this was around the start. And I asked them, so what do you all want to do in the future of life? And like in the future and everything, everyone else said, oh, I want to like start my own business. Oh, I want to do this. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll figure it out. I just want to be happy. Everyone else, basic answers. Tukani, Tukani said, um, uh, when I grow up in the future, hmm, I, I want to have a beautiful family. I want to come back home and have a nice wife and some nice kids to play around with. I want to have neighbors that I love and friends around me that I want to like talk to and have a good time with at night and come back and sleep and next morning go to work. And I still want that. Just at this point of my life, I don't have it. It was, it was so fantastic. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, <laughs> you are going to be my friend. <laughs> See, here we are. And, and it was just like, exactly, you want that. And I think, like, okay, what what work do you do, man? That's so much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what I, do you do? I, I think that's why I'm trying to work on my productivity. So, like I said, this year has been a learning process. I'm trying to learn how to do more with less. Like? You know, like, I don't have so many hours a day, so just make sure I can do all the important things at once. Which is, yeah? What kind of work? Are that's specific. Oh, okay, so at this point, I have, I think I have three major things I think about when I wake up every day. Number one, my dissertation. Number two, I have a couple of essays to complete. And I'm also trying to... Anyway, essays here and there I'm writing. I write, and I love to write, so I'm also writing for a couple of things. Thirdly, and this is the third thing. These are big things. Thirdly, I have job applications, and I have an interview next week, so I'm getting ready for that. So the third thing, obviously, is employment. And then the fourth thing is driving. Driving. Yeah, I'm learning how to drive, and it's not as easy as I'd like it to be. So every day, when I every some days I have driving lessons, and when I don't have driving lessons, I try to read about driving to remind myself and you know, take notes, because I forget between lessons. I mean, I can teach you to drive, bro. <laughs> Thank you, I'd appreciate that. Do you have a car I can hop into? Uh, in you come to Mumbai, I will. <laughs> oh, too bad. And then finally, Chinese. So I learn Mandarin, and every day I practice some. Oh, every day, Mandarin. Yeah, just a couple of minutes. Mm, that's that that okay. This does not seem like that grueling. Okay, I'm sure it is, but do this every single day. It does not seem that grueling. But is there anything else that you're learning? You say you're writing, and what what is that? Well, if you know me, or you probably know this, I am invested in improving waste management yep. around the world. <coughs> Our topic. That we're going to talk about has come in half an yeah. hour after. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's okay. It's time. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great know. thing. Go on. Life and then this. So I am invested in improving waste management. And you, do you ever, I mean, that bottle you drank from just now, do you think what's going to happen, to, do you ever think about rather what's going to happen to the bottle when you're done with it? Um, if I don't put in a recycle bin, it's just going to go to waste in the ocean or in some place, uh, in some wasteland as big as Texas. Oh. <laughs> well said it's not that straightforward but well said thanks for bringing that in and i do i think about that when i look at things okay at this point i'll say i have a friend who studied architecture and now he's into architecture and he told me once that when he looks at buildings he sees the software he sees the construction he sees the scaffolding the lines the pipes inside he sees the building like it's on autocad do you get yeah, I'm understanding. And same for me. When I look at something, anything, even people, 
like <laughs> people's physical bodies when i look at anything i think what happens next when you're done like i think about maybe sometimes i look at my body and i say you know when i die i don't want to be buried for instance that just takes up land you know burn me or <laughs> use me for scaffolding donate but my burning bones to also is bad for the climate oh yeah true true it's a balance you know you, you get my point basically though. donate your organs and just yeah sway away yeah, or just leave me to compose somewhere. But don't compose, plant me yeah. in the ground to take up space with the burial stone saying you love me. Anyway, what I'm trying to point here is I care about things, you know, what happens to things when they are thrown away. I think about that a lot. So that's usually what I use a lot of my day doing for my dissertation, for my essays, for my writing. I think about it a lot. I read about it. I just swim in it. Um, so like all the things you post on LinkedIn, all the things you post on Facebook, the articles or the stuff, on how we all should be more sustainable. Uh, guys, I'll plug that in if you want to check it out. <laughs> okay, how should we be thanks. more sustainable in 2019 and other things like that? It's all been written by you. No, no, no. Far from it. I so if it is, right? Yeah, a few. Some of my articles. But now, I, I think I'm, I'm at this point in my life where I'm absorbing. And I'm absorbing. It's like I'm in a tutelage. I'm in a mentorship. And at some point, I would psh, you know, let it out. But at this point, no. I'm doing more reading than writing. I have a blog, and I've been blogging since 2016, you know, on and off. But I wrote a lot in a few years. And what I learned is that, you know, there's a lot more I should read. What is the blog called? It's on Medium. It's my name. So if you just... It's on Medium? Oh. Yeah. Type in Tokone Olovio on Medium. I wrote poetry as I'll well. I'll link that in. Okay. Thank you. Poetry, lifestyle articles, not just waste management. And... I've, I've written a lot, and at this point, I think I'm just learning more. You know, after coming to Bath, I've learned some important lessons like critical thinking, writing for an audience, being more engaging. You know, so that's... And I'm still learning a lot. I haven't written anything I've published in a while, since the beginning of the year, probably, apart from essays, obviously. And I've enjoyed writing essays. So I, I'm just doing a lot more mentorship, mentorship rather, now than writing. Mentorship? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like Learning from books. Mm. So nowadays, when I read a book, I don't just read for the idea. I read for the style. Like recently, and I recommend this book. I just finished Yuval Noah Harari. You know him? No. So Yuval Noah Harari, he's Israeli, and he's a historian. So he wrote this book. Well, he's written three books now, and they've been major. One of them was Sapiens, a history of mankind. Then he wrote Dios. It's about the future of mankind. And his most recent book was published last year. It's called 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. Mm. Yeah, and it's... If you read the book, there's a lot, you know, you can engage with and critically think about. But I recommend the book, Yuval Noah Harari. 21 Lessons it's for the 21st for Century. The 21st Century. So it's one of... And by the way, I never sat down to read this book. Just a few hours every night before I went to bed. More like a few minutes. And Wait, I f- what? You read for a few hours every single day? No, no, no. This book, <laughs> particularly, I never read it during the day. I don't think I ever looked at the book in daylight, but just before I went to bed every night. And I think I finished it. And anyway, I'm not trying to say how I... So every, no, I'm, I want to know this. Every night you read for half an hour, then you go to sleep? I just read myself to sleep, so there's no specific time until my body feels like it's time. It's just a way to wind down. Hmm. Okay, because you know, um, I'm... Like, I have not read a single book in my life prop- yeah. properly. Like, it's not like I'm stupid or I don't mm-hmm. have any knowledge or anything. Because I absorb a lot of content through videos and yeah. podcasts. A lot. 
to listening basically uh and i feel that's i i, I would not go as far as to say that's as good as reading not at all mm. but i would definitely feel that like any way to absorb content is how like each to your own yes so like but i definitely i'm going to start to kind of give me a fist bump ah. but i'm going to start uh, i'm going to start like reading uh, i'm going to start reading and then maybe in next year's time i can like have a better understanding of like what is better but I, like reading is just something that you do a lot and you would you like definitely recommend it to everyone no and no. i keep emphasizing know thyself i have a friend like who will not pick up a book and i don't recommend books to him anymore what i do is if i don't even try to recommend articles when i read an article i like for instance i would pick out some very interesting parts and i will send to him just the snippets because i think like you he doesn't like reading books and at this point i'll ask you what is a book a book is a lot of pieces a lot of pages of paper that have knowledge in them that's the medium well, what 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 are you trying to get from the book knowledge and you can get knowledge in any way so you don't have to read a book oh like mm. i read more articles than books for instance for every one book i read i probably read 100 articles and this might be something that has happened this year is i haven't read as much books as i used to read in the past but instead of quality i read quantity because i think in the last one year possibly read 10 or less books but in the past like when i was a teenager i'd call close to sometimes 200 books a year but if there are two things I've learned, I think one thing is quality over quantity. So I try not to read things that I don't want to know about or that aren't pressing issues in my life. I also read less fiction. And I'm not shitting on fiction because I love fiction. In fact, in many ways, I hope to write fiction sooner or later in my life. But it's just there's a lot of good non-fiction to read. And when I think about how much time I have, I just tend to focus more on non-fiction and very interesting books. And then I read a lot of articles, but then I don't also read word for word. And that's also one thing I've learned at the university about how to scheme and scam a book for its knowledge. So you don't have to read every single page. You understand, Rahul? Yes. Yeah. You know, just for instance, I'm trying to read an article and I want to get the idea. The first thing I do is I read the title. Is this important? Yes. Next step, I read the summary. A lot of articles usually have this small abstract like summaries at the beginning. Then I skip to the end to the conclusion. So you might have watched this movie, When Harry Met Sally. I've not seen it. <laughs> I don't uh, like rom-coms that much. But oh, yeah. go on. Okay, well, I'm not going to let my thoughts be known. But in the in the movie, obviously, there's a man called Harry and there's a woman called Sally. So when Harry met Sally, one of the conversations they had was he told her that when he reads a book, he starts at the back because you know he's he thinks he might die before he's done reading the book. But no, 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 don't be morbid. I when I when I read articles, I go to the end too. <laughs> Because I think if I've read a long article and at the, at the end I'm done with the article and I feel, why did I read this? Then a part of me has died. Like if some oh. brain cells have died. It just tells me how precious my time is. If an article is going to give me 15 minutes to read it, then I usually want to know what it's saying from the beginning to the end. You get... Yeah. So that's it. I read a lot of articles as opposed to books. And maybe like my friend who doesn't read books as well, he reads articles. And audio books... Audiobooks are wonderful. Videos, if you're trying to fall asleep and not 
look at screens because they will affect your sleeping. You could also try audiobooks. audiobooks. Hmm, yeah. Interesting, yeah. I have audiobooks. And then podcasts. I recommend podcasts a lot. I can't overemphasize. You recommend the Curiosity podcast. Oh, that's what you recommend? Okay. I, <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's mentioned this. But anyway, 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 anyway. Yes, I recommend the Curiosity podcast. <laughs> And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I recommend, pod- but not just any type of podcast in the same. It's like some books are good. Some books are not worth your time, even though they are good. Some podcasts are good. Some podcasts are bad. Yeah. Like, Basically, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to end, we're going to end the podcast with each to your own. Do what you want. No. <laughs> I feel going to be like, that's a fucking waste of time. <laughs> it might seem very obvious and very trite and very silly, but. That has worked. That is what has worked for me so far. Because I've taken a lot of advice generically, and it hasn't. It's like love advice. Where do you get your love advice? Your relationship advice? Um, I get it from a lot of places, mm-hmm. and I fucking hate it. But what, what love advice has worked for you? Uh, I, oh, <laughs> that's a tough question. What love advice has worked? Hmm. Unconditional. If it genuinely feels unconditional, like you don't have to have like uh, any reason for it, then that is pure and that's true. Unconditional. Unconditional, like you don't have to love someone with a condition. Ooh. Like, oh, that's a specific am, advice. It's it's just like for me, uh, it's like I'm going shopping and I see this dress. Uh, I'm like, whoa, that'll look great on her, and mm. I just buy it uh, without her asking. She want. Uh, I'm just going to get. A bo- I'm going to the fridge. And I get her some wine. She's like, I didn't ask for it. I, yeah, I still bought it for you. Uh, but for me, love is a little different also. Because mm-hmm. like when I'm going, uh, as she wants cupcakes, I'll go give her carrots. <sighs> Why? Because they're healthy and I want you to be healthy. Okay. But people don't understand that shit. Oh, so well, ladies, get to your man like Rahul. <laughs> uh, no. Well, people generally. <laughs> I don't think my girlfriend's going to like listen to this and be like, ah, no. <laughs> like Rahul, not Rahul. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, that's what I mean. <laughs> I didn't mean me. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, that's a specific piece of advice. And I mean sources. Like, what sources of uh, um, you? What are your sources of relationship advice? Um, nothing. I don't have any sources of advice. Mm-hmm. I just uh, go with whatever I feel, usually. Yeah. And, you know, it's a feeling in the end. Because it's your personal feeling. Then it might work for you. It might not work for you. But in the end, it's your feeling. So it's personal. Yep. And, okay, I'll say myself, I got a lot of love advice over the internet. From Love Island. <laughs> Not Love Island. Yeah, okay. Articles, you know, it's like, you, you Google, how do you know if you like somebody? How do you... Seriously, you like read articles on that? I used to do, because, wow. you know, the way I found out a lot of information in my life is by reading. So, there are some things that, virtually, if I want to find out something, I read it up. And, eventually, I learned the hard way that generic love advice shouldn't be followed at least wasn't working for me so i stopped now i talk to friends or i write about it so you know i journal i think you know i, I take some time because it's very important affairs of the heart you know a heartbreak can really ruin your year so it's something you want to take yeah. time for you know so it's it's the same as anything in the end just find out what works for you <laughs> we keep hammering the same point here but it's it's hammered because it needs it is true um, like you were saying that you this year read like ten books. Between this year and last year, yeah, I don't think I think of years as January to December anymore. I think of periods of my life. Like the University of Bath is a year. You get, even though the year started last September and it's going to end this September, 
it's a year to me as yeah. opposed to January and December. So what I was trying to say is that like you were saying that you had like roughly 10, 12 books around this uh, time period. Yeah. And you were saying before there was a time period where you read 200? Yeah. What the fuck? I was young. I was unengaged. Uh, you know, that means I wasn't dating anybody or had close friends. Look, honey, yeah. um, 200 is uh, four books a week. Yeah. Four books a week. Mm-hmm. So that's how rigorous you were with your... And ferocious you were with your reading, and that's how much you enjoyed it. It's not so hard, and it's not so crazy. Not all books are hundred pages, so I read some big I mean, it's books. It's crazy for me books. actually because I don't read that much. Sorry, but yeah, go on. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's relatively easier. I, I mean, I'll give you an example of how interesting my life has been. I got into university at fourteen, and I finished at eighteen, and I made a first class. So I spent a lot of hours reading. Because it was just convenient and I liked doing it. I don't do so much nowadays, but I still read a lot of articles, literally. From medium, right? Yeah, medium, all sorts of places. I read news. And this is no joking. In a week, some weeks, I read up to 100 articles, academic and non-academic. So I read more articles now than books. And that's okay. Sometimes you don't need to read a full book. In fact, sometimes when I see books or something, I'm annoyed. You could have written this in a paragraph. Why write a book? So I just try to get my knowledge in different places and in the end I find what works for me at any point in time. Mm. Okay. Um so now let's I want to just get into a point where I really like I want to talk to you about this to spread the word. Yeah. Okay. It's very frustrating to me why um people are like lazy to recycle and stuff. Uh I agree. Like sometimes it happens to me as well. Uh, sometimes. Uh and but a lot of times I go the extra mile because once one time we were at Bristol, and there was a, there, I could not find any recycle bins, so I kept everything in one plastic bag. I took the plastic bag with me back oh. to Bath to go through throw it in the recycle bin at Bath. Oh. And when I was doing that, everyone was asking, "Why are you carrying this plastic bag? Why are you carrying this plastic bag?" And they were trying to take it off my hand. It's like I'm holding it, and they were like feeling uncomfortable and take it off my hand to go throw in the bin. And I'm like, "No!" And they're like, "Why are you carrying this plastic bag?" So I said, "So I can throw in the recycle bin in Bath." And all of them turned at me and went like, "What?" <laughs> That's what the, that was their reaction. That is how far, and that is how out of tuned. So, I know yeah. it's frustrating you. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's how far and how out of tune other people are in terms of sustainability. I want to talk to you about how we, as students, we as this young generation of millennials or whatever, um, what, like, how and what can we do to, like, be more sustainable, be, at least, like, I agree, every human does whatever at their convenience, which I am guilty of. It, like I am mainly recycle also because the recycle bin, uh, ten feet away from my room. Yeah. It if it's an a kilometer away or if it's even like, one hundred two hundred meters away, it's gonna be more rare. For instance, did you recycle in India? <laughs> I wish. Neither did I in Nigeria, but okay, okay. So this is when I answer. Yes. So first of all, the f- I would say, what is sustainability? What does it mean to you? Because it's broad. Uh, I would say sustainability is. Huh, I don't know definition of it, but if I had to say something, what how it means to me, sustainability is trying to make something last longer, which includes your planet, includes everything you use. Yeah. Uh, so if you have a bottle, you throw it in a recycle bin, and like, uh, like you usually read Resources. up, re- read up on what goes where, and uh, people don't realize that the food containers and plastic containers they have their food from. You have to first rinse it, mm-hmm. and then recycle it. Yeah, which they don't. So I, I read about that. 
through one of your articles. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and that has made my day. <laughs> and after that, I started rinsing. And they were like, why are you rinsing? It's just you're going to throw it away. I said, if you don't rinse it, they don't get recycled. Because mm-hmm. then by the time we recycle office, it's going to get very, like, uh, hard to yeah. clean, maybe. And th- mm-hmm. that damages the plastic, so it can't get used again. So, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Even if you think you're doing something good, it just... Uh, <laughs> Counteractive. Now, at this point, I'll post to say or post on my discussion of sustainability, and I'd say that thank you so much, Rahul. What you just talked about. Think about a bowl of rice. If somebody offered you a bowl of rice, very good, and you are so hungry, maybe you are not hungry, but you want to eat, and somebody give you a bowl of rice. You understand? Yep. But what if there were some stones in the rice? Would you eat it? No. That's the same way it works for recycling. If recycling is contaminated by little things, by food, by other things that can't be recycled, it messes up the whole batch. Do you understand? Uh, yes, I do. So you're telling me that if in a full bin of recycled stuff, I put uh, some wet food by which was in the recycled box by mistake, the entire thing goes. It depends, but not. But it, it's it depends. It's yeah. possible. It, it possible. It, it doesn't mean it bec- recycling becomes futile. But Rahul, and this is why I'm saying I'm in a mentorship. I myself get surprised every day. And this is why I try to read so much. Because there's a lot I want to... Just last night, I was going through the history of waste management. And I'm still learning. There's a lot I have to learn. Do you understand? Yes. And this is why it feels like I work too much. I myself don't feel like I work enough. I go to bed almost every night and I think, Tokoni, you can't do more. You should do more. Same. Same. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, And this is what I would say about recycling. It's it's complex. And we'll get into that. But the first thing I'll say is, thank you. You know, it's it's, it's very important to recycle properly. But that's just the beginning. So, let's talk about sustainability. Right? Yep. So what is sustainability? And you said that, keeping things going, you know, to sustain something. Hey, it's written here, the ability to be maintained at a certain rate or level. So I was close, I guess. Nice. And in the end, it's your personal definition. It's the definition that works for you. So your definition is okay. And <laughs> Google's definition is okay as well. Okay, yeah, go And on. this is my definition of sustainability. <clears throat> I believe sustainability is life. That's it. Three words. Sustainability is life. I mean, if you think of the history of the world, if you believe in evolution, and, but if you believe in the way the history of the world has progressed since caveman times, virtually everything we've done as human beings over the years is to keep ourselves alive. You know, we have invented fire to keep ourselves warm, invented food to keep ourselves nourished and alive, invented medical care to keep ourselves healthier. You know, invented oil, or rather, learned how to process and manufacture oil to f- power the things that keep us warm and keep our stomachs fed and keep us happy. It's not like we woke up and said, ah, this planet, you just look so beautiful, so let's mess you up. <laughs> we didn't do that. We have just, and this might sound counter, rather counteractive to what sustainability feels like, but really, burning oil, mining resources, has really just seemed to keep ourselves alive. At this point of our history, we need to stop doing certain things to keep ourselves or rather our species, alive for the next 100, 200, 500 years. You understand? Yes. But burning oil in the last 100 years has been sustainable. Hmm. This is a very, what's the word for it? It's, it's a view that isn't widely held. But, so at this point in our life, or rather at this point of our species history, we need to stop burning oil and do certain other things, but it's still not that straightforward. So in the future, if you're going to buy a car, you're going to buy a Tesla? I don't want the car. You don't want. Why you don't drive? Why? <laughs> because I'm I'm trying to get a job that requires me to drive, and it's a skill I have to learn. But I'd, I'd rather not have a car. Like, I think I remember a while back I was I wrote a list of things I wanted in a partner, and one of the things was they should like driving because I do not like driving. Hmm. And okay. Uh. Yeah. I mean, like even I, 
I, I like because you see people in Delhi in India, they, every person like a family of five, yeah, have, like four cars. It's just it, it's it clogs up the road. I guess you know four people family two cars is fine because <sighs> one a dad or someone needs a car. But like I think I I think one is enough. And yeah. if I have to buy a car in the future, I will only buy electric. I, I, like I actually I like Tesla actually, so I would probably if nice. I have enough, have enough money for that. But if you if I also have option of like no car. And I live in a place where public transport is it's great. Good. It's fine. Yeah. I, I don't care. Same. I'm fine. Same. Because, yeah, cars clog up the road. They spend most of their lifetime. According to the Ellen Makota Foundation, which is a world parallel institution for the circular economy, a lot of cars spend about 98% of their lifetime packed. 98%. Yeah, think of how long from yeah, the actually, time a car yeah, is produced. Yeah. So how long do you really get in a car a day? You just drive from one place to another, park, 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 yeah. park, park. All night it's packed. Except you're a taxi driver, which is why, you know, Uber and taxi drivers are well encouraged because yeah. it's a ride-sharing economy. Yeah. So cars are actually used to their potential. But besides that, you know, no, as much as I can, I drive, I'll try to avoid having a car. You know, probably bike. I walk a lot, so I try to walk. Having long legs helps. <laughs> so that's it. But then electric cars aren't that straightforward. And electric cars will not solve the problem. First of all, the batteries electric cars are made of, mining them, lithium ion, is at the rate which the world demands for vehicles. If we switch from all cars, like sorry, diesel and petrol-powered cars, to electric vehicles, we would have a crisis. Because the process to mine lithium-ion is dangerous, it requires a bit of problem, it's just not that straightforward. There's no perfect solution. So, I don't even want an electric vehicle if I can help it. Maybe one car for me and my partner, friends, but in the end, you know, like if I can avoid having a car, just some big buses or taxis that can take a lot of people and really maximize their life value. Yeah. And, okay, I, I'm not trying to say this to make anybody feel good. Because in the end, why do we get cars? For sustainability. It's so that we can get from one place to another. You know, go drive up around the world to see our friends, to see our families, to transport food that keeps us healthy and fed. So, mm. it's, it's sustainability is life. It's a balance. It, there's hardly a yes or no in many cases. It's, it's, never, it's hardly ever black and white. It's, it's also not green. It's really no color. It's all the colors of the rainbow. And it's no color at the same time. Hmm. And okay, but how okay? How would you propose that we, all of us as students, uh, like UK? Actually, I'm quite impressed at how uh, they are like sustain like everything, all the packaging, all companies, all are recyclable. I remember one article you sent ten ways how we can all be more sustainable in 2019. I'll link that as well. Uh, and Thank one you. of them was. Uh, how we can like if uh, a company is not very sustainable and they throw away the food a lot stop buying uh no it's one was stop buying second was email if you buy email them or contact them and tell them to like uh not like uh, get a recyclable product mm-hmm. or recycled packaging which i did yeah. i got something and i emailed the company on i'll show you on facebook nice. i sent them a message saying that uh and i won't like your package doesn't have recyclable sign so can I uh, recycle it still or whatever? And they said, no, we do not recycle it. I said, why? And they're like, we plan on doing this in the future. Thank you for letting us know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't think I can name, I should or can name the company. No, no, but it's Yeah, uh, that was it. And I did that okay, you know, a couple of times. And yeah, I assume that like this, whatever it is helpful and useful. But if you see these documentaries like True Cost, um, have you seen it? No, not uh, yet. Yeah, you don't have Netflix, sorry, you're crazy. Oh. 
like all these documentaries um, in which uh, like I've even seen how uh, food waste is done. You should see the amount of food these Sainsbury's, Walmart's, waiters. <laughs> food so, waste. Sorry for all the headphone users. <laughs> oh, I apologize. Well, food waste does tick me off. Oh. It's particularly because I don't like to cook. And when I think of all the good cooked food that doesn't get eaten, it bums me out. But, you know, you've asked two questions. You've asked about how we as students can be more sustainable and recycle better. And then just general things. So I will talk about the general things first and make it more specific. So first of all, like I've said, recycling isn't that straightforward. Sometimes recycling isn't also the best option. Really, the best option for waste is not to make it in the first place. <laughs> There's a hierarchy. Waste. That's why we say reduce, reuse, recycle. We didn't say recycle, reuse, then reduce. No. The best way not to get something. Re- no. yeah. Reuse, reduce. No, reduce, reuse, reuse recycle. recycle. Yeah. It's, it's like we say, prevention is better than cure. Don't think of a way to treat something. Instead, just don't let it happen. Are you saying, okay, uh, say example now, if you're thirsty, mm-hmm. you're really thirsty, you have no other means of water. You think not to buy a bottle of water? Oh no, get the bottle of water because it will keep you alive. <laughs> but also preempt it, which is why if you if you've seen if me you around campus, I have this cup, a black and white cup that I take almost everywhere. Prevent it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, that makes sense. And you know, take out your shopping bag if you think, whether you think or not. You know, just always have a shopping bag, one of those tote bags, and put them at the back of your pocket. But also, don't buy too many reusable cotton bags because cotton, because cotton takes a lot of resources and water to produce it's a balancing act don't use plastic bags but also don't get too many cotton bags, cotton bags. so just okay basically like you know i do this at home um i have whatever plastic bags i've collected i just mm-hmm. have them um like all kept yeah. and whenever i'm going i just take it i put always put one in my usually now I'm, I'm not right now but i put one in my bag so in case an emergency happens it's the same plastic bag everywhere yeah. And if every person just does that, has like a four or five plus big, big plastic bags in their house and they keep it born at least in their bag in case of emergencies and they keep on using it. Yeah. That's how we can be more sustainable. That's yeah. the main aim of this podcast. I want to like tell the audience of how we can be better for this environment and this earth. And that's so, why I got my friend Tokani here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, uh, Rahul. So, yeah, that's one thing. You reuse your plastic bags. And it doesn't mean get more plastic bags to reuse. If you have five, you're okay for a year. When they start getting weak and it feels like they might tear if you carry them, yeah. then some supermarkets take them to recycle them. I haven't found one yet, but when I do, I'll let you know. Because last week, I, I put my flats used shopping bags. Because in my flats, I, I tried to encourage us to reuse shopping bags as well. And when we had a couple of bags that were about to go out of use, I took them to a certain supermarket and they said they didn't take them. So now I'm trying to find some other a ones. Certain supermarket. Yes. <laughs> certain supermarkets. What does it rhyme with? <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes with close by. So uh, another thing I'd say is a lot of other things. And this, my dissertation currently is on the effectiveness of recycling information and infrastructure. Uh, you know, Tokani, yesterday yeah. I had someone come in. His name is Ian Davis. Yeah. Uh, he was, um, like, so he came in here yesterday and we were going to talk about his bread and butter, like how he earns most of his money, which is geocon management, but we just swayed away and started talking about sustainability mm-hmm. and the environment, basically. So he said that, like, it's not an extremely happy lifestyle, but you choose to live it. And he says that, like, I, I do not believe in not consuming at all, yeah. but when I consume, I use it to my fullest yeah. towards the end. 
Yeah. To I have these shoes and showed me these shoes. They were like uh, his shoes that he was wearing at that time. They were like stitched up completely and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's like he's not like he's attached to the shoes or something, but just uses everything. Maximize the value. Maximize it and use it towards the end, which is what I believe people should do. Yeah. And uh, I like I am also like I hate like shopping shopping a lot, mm-hmm. and that's what like he said that like. He has the same like five or six T-shirts, and he's been using them since four five years. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, you, you might hear. You, you should meet him and talk to him about dissertation, or just oh. have a chat with him. Okay. Uh, like just one day, just say I want to come to your office. Twenty minutes, just talk to him more. He will give you more insight on sustainability, and even probably you could also give him. Yes. And like, right. uh, and even your dissertation, he'll help you or whatever. Just meet him. Like generally, it's fantastic. He's fantastic. I'd like that. Thanks. So that's it. That's one way. You know, we've talked about two ways now, but really, it's the same way. When you buy something, whether it's a shopping bag, a reusable cotton bag, don't get more. Instead, use it to its full potential. Use it till it's about to go. Now, as human beings, there's the reality that we'll always make waste. We will make waste from our food, you know, in the sense of urine and feces. And there's a way we handle that. But nature, nature rather, naturally, we already handle that because, you know, you have feces and you have urine and then they decompose or become manure for the ground over time. But a lot of other things we've made, like clothing, like our shoes, like our packaging, will not naturally decompose. So we have to throw away some things. But at this point, we have to do that. But when you buy something that will end up being thrown away, make sure you use it till it can't no lo- it can no longer be used until it's no longer safe to use it. But a second thing we can do, and this is one thing we're trying to do, a lot of us in the waste management and packaging industries, we're trying to make packaging and things generally that are designed to be reused or go back to nature from the beginning. Think of a banana peel. Nature makes a banana. A banana is a product. But then it comes in a packaging, in a banana peel, that when it's done, goes back to nature and naturally decomposes. Imagine if your Nike, sh- if your sneakers came that way. <laughs> they came in a box that you could wear them. And when you're done with the box, you put it into the ground or you put it somehow. And naturally it decomposes or it goes away. So yes, you know, at some point we have to consume things. We have to buy water and buy tea and buy food and they have to come in packaging. And this is another thing about packaging. It's not, plastic is not the evil we make it. It's not? No. Let's have some sympathy for the plastic. Plastic is very important. Like I said earlier in this podcast, we didn't just wake up as human beings and say, oh no, this this oceans look so good. Let's just put some plastic in it and, you know, kill these fishes. <laughs> we did not do that, Rahul. Yeah. We, that, and that's another thing about life generally, not just for waste management. A lot of times, we don't see far ahead. It's like driving. It's like humanity is in a car and we're driving and we're trying to get somewhere quickly. Maybe we're just driving and trying to enjoy the ride. But sometimes we can't see far enough down the road because sometimes it's foggy. Sometimes it's raining. Sometimes we just want to get where we're going. So we don't always look far ahead. So we should also try to do that for waste management, for things generally. Think what next, you know. Let's say you start a program, a MSc or a BSc, you know. What's going to happen next? You're with somebody. What happens next? You are going somewhere. Well, you know, it, it always helps in life to look far ahead. Enjoy the moment. Be present. But at the same time, look far ahead. Okay, so back to waste management. Okay, so my dissertation is linked to waste management. It's, it's looking about how effective information and infrastructure is. So think of a bottle of water, for instance. You, you could look at the bottle and say, I can recycle this bottle because it might have a recycling sign on it. Or like you buy a package of food from a supermarket and then you want to know what to do with it after it's done. So you might look at the packaging and say, 
this is how I should recycle it. Should I put it in bin or not, right? Yes. And then the infrastructure is the bin itself, where you put it in and the people who pick up the bin. So I'm looking at the effectiveness of that and how well it helps, and rather how well it helps and what can be improved, particularly in the University of Bath. So links to that as well. It's, I think, like I said, and I've lost track of my thoughts here, so I'm trying to go back, is generally the best way not to make waste, or rather the best way to handle waste is not to make it in the first place. So where you can avoid it, you know, it's it's why there are some things I love a lot, but I don't buy them anymore because nothing when the when I'm done with them they don't they stay for they they're going to last for hundreds of years. I mean an example is chewing gum. For the last almost ten years I chewed a lot of gum. I probably chewed my gum or rather my wheat in gum. And at the beginning of this year I just said no more. First of all, gum is largely made from petroleum products. Then when it's done, it doesn't decompose. So Instead of chewing gum to freshen my breath, for instance, I just take mints because, you know, mints will go into my body and dissolve. That's it. <laughs> so, you know, if you like something a lot, try to find alternatives. I'm trying to think of other examples where you can recycle if it's very important to you. But then if you think, even though you like something a lot, if you think when I'm done with it, it's just going to end up in a landfill, buried somewhere or going to end up in the ocean. Make yeah. the sacrifice and not buy it, please if you can and what kind of examples are those like what well i've said gum for me and in the end find out what you can sacrifice. do you know uh, do you know the face washes and the soaps oh, the body washes oh, with oh, oh. oh. <laughs> you know the ones uh es- like no, forget those uh the ones with the beads in them the small beads. oh microplastics microplastics micro those yeah. uh uh first of all like uh i'm sure you can find other soaps the guys who ca- you can find other stuff with uh, the same impact just not with the beads. If you don't, if you don't buy them, it's much better. But when you buy them and use them, uh, or you wash your hands, you wash your face, you wash your body, whatever, it goes through the clog drain. And all the drains, if you know, they all eventually go into the ocean. And those micro pieces of plastic are eaten by the fish. When the fish eat them, they get poisoned and they die. Those micro things, that's how much it matters. And that's how much it's possible to ruin the ocean even by the simplest washing smallest things the little Wash- things add up washing your face um also like uh you know the uh, the straws straws yeah. are the number one uh like plastic waste and cotton buds because and cotton buds oh cotton oh earbuds oh i did not know that so i haven't anyway the point is there are some things you shouldn't use because there are alternatives cotton buds for instance Different people use cotton buds for different reasons. I think some people use it for makeup. If you can find something that doesn't have to be used, maybe your fingers. You know, we have 10 fingers. <laughs> the average person has you, 10 you fingers. Say that. Wow. And if you can use your fingers for something, then avoid using cotton buds. Yeah. Some other things are important, like straws. Some people do need straws. No, just carry a metal straw. Do yeah. Just yeah, carry one. Exactly, metal straws as well. And, like, I can understand, like, you know, you don't want to eat with uh, the wooden spoons and the wooden forks or if you don't want to use plastic, but it tastes like shit. Yeah, take carry, metal forks around. carry the once, just buy a metal fork or something and carry mm. it around with you. Always in your bag, just keep it. And if you have to, there's this brand called Vegware. This is not a promotional advertisement, but so far so good. I found their work interesting. And I recommend checking them out. That's V-E-G-W-A-R-E, Vegware. They make 
packaging and food utensils that are compostable. Mm. So by compostable, it means they're like the banana peel. You're done with them, and then you put them into the earth, and they become resources for the earth. Oh, that's, yeah. that's good. So this is what I'm talking about for preventing waste in the first place. Where waste has to be created, we should think about it as a resource. In fact, there's one thing we say in the waste management industry nowadays. We think of waste as food. We think of waste as a resource value chain. That when waste is done, we can use it for something else. You understand? Yeah, and biodegradable stuff. Is, Biod- yeah. And then there's also that. There's biodegradable and there's compostable. Biodegradable means something will degrade biologically. Many plastics do. You leave a plastic semi long enough, it will degrade. 100, 1,000 years it will. But compostable means it will degrade into the soil and nourish the soil. Oh. So a lot of companies use the term biodegradable as a marketing tool, but it's not very, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. So we're looking for compostable, compostable products, not biodegradable. You know, Tokani, like, um, like this, like just keep sending me more articles written this, like the, the most useful articles for sustainability and helping the environment. And I will link it to the podcast. Also, you know, there's so many small ways we can like make such a big change. Like, you know, your toothpaste and use always people have the stupid thing to put it all throughout the toothbrush all you need is just just her drop like not a drop sorry just a fingertip less than a fingertip worth of like colgate or toothpaste sorry not colgate toothpaste and just use it same impact nothing and i get so annoyed when i see people doing that and i want a platform to spread it but i can't like you know i, I was thinking i can't just message people hey 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 just use a fingertip of colgate yeah. now that i'm here i can do it but these like the small ways like if people are just more aware of how like what we can lead to like you know even by the face wash and everything we use and the long baths that people have mm-hmm. just so many ways and i think we've gone on for yeah. quite a while so i'll just let's just conclude on that yeah I, I think like i said at the beginning of the podcast at the middle of the podcast and all through the podcast in fact know yourself <laughs> and for waste management no no and the circular economy and generally for reducing the waste you make Really know yourself. Know what you can afford to sacrifice and use less of and stop using. Some, some things, it's like the conversation we had earlier. Sometimes I sacrifice work for family. And sometimes I sacrifice social, social aspects and family and friends for work. Yeah. So know what you can afford to sacrifice. Know what you can afford to do without. As long as you can't recycle or reuse. Even if you, re- you can recycle it, avoid using it. Know a waste or a particular item that you can afford not to use and stop using it. Mm. Whether it's bottles of a particular soft drink you like, whether it's packaging that can't, you know, be re- reused or recycled when it's done, and then just stop. And the next generation will thank you for that because there's only so much waste we can create before we run out of places to put it. There's even sp- waste in space. There's space junk. That's how much waste we've created as a species so far. Yeah, there's the waste junk as big as Texas or maybe bigger than Texas and then the ocean. Okay, I don't know about that, so fact check. I, I, I mean, I'm not sure, but like, I'm sure it's like as big. Oh, okay. But uh, it's, just, it's just very sad to think about it. And uh, I'm so happy you came in here to talk about, the, talk about this. And, exp- and I wanted someone like you and like me to spread the word more. And I'm obviously nowhere in your level. I still do it at my convenience. I don't go out of my way. But if, even if everyone does it at their convenience, because there are enough opportunities to do it at your convenience, it will be, the world will be a much better place. Yeah, thanks. I mean, as Rahul has said, please, even though it's inconvenient for you, try your best to recycle. Let's try your best, yeah. But really, think of it this way. Reduce what you use, then reuse things, 
then recycle and put the recycling in the right place. Put metal in the right bin, put glass in the right bin, put plastic and paper in the right bin. Yeah. Try not to contaminate. And please compost your food waste. Yes. So that's it. Yeah, low, reduce, reduce, reduce the recycle. food waste. Yeah. <laughs> and reduce your food waste. That's another this. We could go on. The well, food waste we could go on for. Like, that would be a separate topic. <sighs> that would be a separate one. Yeah. I, I think if there's one thing I could say about food waste is if you have a lot of food that you can't eat, there are some apps out there that let you share it. And there are people like me who don't like to eat. And I, I'm saying this with no shame at all. I would gladly take people's food that they didn't want to eat as long as it's healthy. Yep. Same. Yeah. There's an app called Olio. And is that your surname? <laughs> no, no, no. O L I O. It sounds okay. a bit like my surname, yeah, I but know. no, I, I have, I did not create this. And this is not also a promotional advertisement, but they do a good job. It's a platform for sharing food that's about to go to waste. So check them out. O L I O. Okay, I would, I'll tell them to check it out. But you know, we had, um, we had an assignment. There was an app called Too Good to Go. Yeah, also in, that. Yeah, that app, but like the food, like when people ate it, like their stomach became. Oh. Yeah, that is a bit unsafe. So yeah. if you're saying this app is good and you trust it. This is why I said it's not a promotional advertisement. I just recommend checking it. Have you used this app regularly? I have in the past. Nothing has happened. But regularly, not regularly. But in the past, I've used it. Okay, uh, I, I will try using it a few times. And if it's good, then I will link it down. If okay. it's not, then uh, sorry. I recommend that. Know yourself. <laughs> know what app works for you. Okay, but okay. So when this last um, five minutes of section, I just like normally just want to talk. Have like this, this, this is like okay away from all the Let other things. Um, how was Nigeria? Good. Uh, would you recommend going there for a vacation? Like, it depends on where you're going. Lagos. Yeah. Yep. It, you know, it's safe. It's beautiful. Yeah, stay safe. Now the last round. Like, I just have like a uh, few more questions. Okay. It's not gonna take too long. Um, if your life was a movie what would be the turning point i think so far i don't even think i'm halfway anywhere because i'm 20 there's a lot ahead so i don't think there's a turning point i think at this point in my life you know if my life was cut short and somebody made a movie about me my turning point would be when i discovered sustainability okay. that was back wow. in 2016 it's a long story okay uh last round is this a rapid fire round this is basic questions uh when's your birthday november um, favorite movie. One of my favorite movies is The Fourteen Hour Stars. Oh wow, that was quite unexpected. Mm. You read the book? Time after time. Book I a think movie. I've read it What's at better? least two times. I don't compare books and movies anymore. Okay, so books think, are always better. Usually. No, no, no. I think no. it's like comparing apples and oranges. They have different purposes. Okay. So I just enjoy both. Um. A favorite musician? I think I know the sound. The Beatles. Ah, Beatles. Oh, yeah. Kanye? Yeah. But the Beatles. If I had to choose one, I'd choose the Beatles. Beatles uh, but not by much, right? Mm. Oh, Beatles definitely over Kanye. Right? I mean, I used to say the Beatles are my favorite band and Kanye is my favorite musician. Yeah. Crazy guy. Though, and, def- and Kanye, come on. Uh, sorry, Tokani, come on. You can't love Kanye and not listen to Kitsi Ghost. Finish that album. It's been it's been long enough. I know it's fine. Finish that fucking album. It's okay. beautiful. Okay, okay. Um, okay. Uh, favorite food? My favorite food isn't British. It's called beans and plantain. It's Nigerian. It's as the name sounds. It beans, boiled beans, and fried plantain. I love mm. it. Favorite color? I don't think I have a favorite color. Uh, favorite or oh, favorite or most recommended book? Then again, it depends on the person. So I, I have to know who you are to recommend a book to you. 
<laughs> okay, who, uh, to the audience as a whole, just assume. Like the book that changed your life maybe the most or most recommended or whatever. Interestingly, there's no book that has changed my life. But if I have to recommend a book, it would be fiction. And I would say read fiction. Non-fiction is good, but there's, there's something about fiction that helps you understand things. So one of my favorite books is... You know, I'll just talk about my, one of my favorite authors. Her name is Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Chimamanda. Yeah. Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. She's Nigerian. She, she's written three books now. She gave the We Should All Be Feminist TED Talk. You probably know it. Hmm. We Should All Be Feminist. So, you know, you could watch her TED Talk first and buy a couple of her books. She's also written a book about training a child to be a feminist. So, I wouldn't recommend a book, but I recommend her books. You might not like them, but she's written some of my favorite books. Okay, okay. thank you so much, Tokani, for doing this. I hope the audience has learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And just remember, guys, everyone has two lives until they realize you just have one. Oh. Thank you. See you soon. Nice, thanks. Stay curious. <laughs>